Strong Paul Show episode. I don't even know what this episode is. Whatever. So, um, eighty-two. Yeah, eighty-two. That's good enough. Scott Paul Show. Episode we boss count. Scott, fresh from the beach, or he's still on the beach, living the dream. Scott, what's up? I am still at the beach. Still on the beach, wearing his khakis, looking for Lord Okada, trying to find him. That's right. Minus the khakis. In my shorts and fucking night pants all week long. That's just how you're going to enjoy your independence. No work, but you got the kids and the wife looking for Lord Okada. I've worked harder. Like, on vacation than ever. (laughs) (laughs) Three kids, all their ass Legoland today. One of those children is eight months old, and then yesterday we were at, got to the beach, and all the sand was wiped out by a hurricane. So there's just like half the beach is gone, and what's left is busted up seashell. It sticks to you like fucking glue. Well, Toy Story Land opened up at Disney, so you could have gone there. I'm sure it would have been worse. That's, allegedly, that's next year. I think it's already opened up. Oh, you mean in your life or? Yeah, I think in my life. Like, whatever day that I see that Star Wars land is completely open and complete and not like partially under construction, we're going to hit that. That's Star Wars land and Toy Story land, Universal and all kinds of shit. That's what, 2022 or something like that? It should be Fall complete. 2019, potentially 2020. But they're going to be completely working on that thing. Always adding stuff to it. They'll always be adding, but I mean like yeah. the original, hey, this is like, we're going to have this bit done. The original first, like, this is the complete park. Minus the shit that we're always going to be evolving on. I don't want to go down there and be like, here's two rides out of 15 that are up. Thanks for your money. <laughs> and they're still going to do the gimmick where you have People, I guess, actors in the um, hotels where you had the full experience if you pay the extra money. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm really looking forward and hoping that like I can pay the extra money and get like the slave Leia experience. <laughs> yes, yeah, this might be cheaper than our VR helmets that we were going to work on. I had to fly to like Disney Thailand for that. Yeah. Speaking of VR. I did do the um, Lego Movie racetrack ride today with VR. Mm-hmm. We were actually on the roller coaster, 
not just a motion ride, but an actual roller coaster, and you were in a VR at the same time. Holy shit, that was fucking epic. Fun, huh? Like, yeah, your body is, you, you fucking know you're on a roller coaster. So you know you're not actually leaping over a bottomless pit, but your spinal, your, 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 what is it? Your brainstem. Your brainstem doesn't believe that shit. It thinks you're about to fucking die. Because <laughs> you can feel all that motion, and then there's a hole in your view, and you're just like, holy shit, like, I squeezed harder on this fucking, um, VR roller coaster a day than I have on the ones that go like 80 miles an hour. It was crazy. It was awesome. It's like the Space Mountain thing. It's You're moving slow, but it's like super sharp turns, so it feels like you're actually going way faster. And uh, plus the VR, your body's just completely full, at least the first time. So what are you looking at in the VR? It's kind of like a Mario Kart race, but with like the Lego movie people. Oh, okay. Like there's rockets and shit and volcanoes and explosions and lava and water floods. You know, just... It's crazy. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty good even for a kitty themed coaster. Yeah, I rode it back before it had a VR and it was actually a pretty boring coaster. It had a couple of fun little turns, but it was just it's basic for like five yeah. year olds. VR with the VR helmet, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, VR can be a little disorienting when done right. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully. Something that can be done right is the Halo TV series being done by Amblin Television and 343 Industries, which is going to be on Showtime. Can we file this under news of stuff that should have happened about 2010? Yeah, didn't Steven Spielberg come out at E3 talking about how great this is going to be and we never got it? Yeah, fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, how can you not have this out by now and you're Microsoft? Like, you see how big of an IP Star Wars is and fa- your fantasy IPs in general. Like, outside of Fast and the Furious, everything else is pretty much either science fiction or fantasy that sees huge, long decades moving IPs. And then you got... You know, even in video games, Halo is sci-fi. You know, so, Jesus Christ, you, you're billions and billions and billions of dollars. Fund a fucking TV show already. After you did, I don't know, uh, Hellboy, you should have just got Guillermo del Toro and say, hey, make Halo. Here's the money. No, well, even the Neil Blom... Camp, Blom Comp, however you say his name, shorts were pretty good for shorts. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty neat that they're finally doing it if it doesn't fall through in the next six months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This is from, by Will Tuttle, Xbox Wire Editor-in-Chief. In short, it's, and it's adaptation for Showtime, Halo, working title, will take place in the universe that first came to be in 2001, that tells you how long this has been around, dramatizing an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and the alien threat known as the Covenant, Kyle Killen Awaken will serve as executive producer, writer, and showrunner. Rupert Wyatt 
Rise of the Planet of the Apes will direct multiple episodes and also executive produce the hour-long series, which enters production in early 2019. So you're probably looking at fall 2019, 2020 for this thing. Yeah. Depending on if how much. Happened. Yeah, depending on how much uh, post-production they need to do on this thing. Yeah, whatever. Honcho at. Um, Microsoft that's put the brakes on this stuff all these different times. However that stuff's fought there, I really don't know. Because I've learned with the Halo TV and Halo movies that it's better just to um, wait until you see it before you believe it. And uh, wasn't Peter Jackson attached to the Halo movie? I'm like 95% sure that Peter Jackson was attached to a Halo movie at one point. Possibly. Yeah. And then I do remember and Spielberg was after that. Like Peter Jackson, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and just say that you heard it here for the millionth time. Peter Jackson was involved <laughs> with the Halo movie, and it fell through, as usual. So, yeah. Um, well, let's just go ahead and go right down the list. We got our first look at Brenton, I can't pronounce this dude's last name, Thwatton's? Thoughts? Yeah, I'm Brenton Twats. 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 Twats as Robin in the Teen Titans series. Um. This is going to be, I guess, on DC streaming service? Yeah, the DC streaming service. Um, we need one I'm of those. Not yes, we need a streaming service for just DC. Um, so we can subscribe to shit. Cool. So um, if it's anything like the fucking movies, um, no thanks. Well, but, uh, well, what I heard about the streaming service, supposedly you get also their back catalog comic books to go along with it. If that's true, that might be worth it. Well, the other TV shows that's included. I mean, yeah. depending on the price, like, with Batman's animated series being included on that, mm. it says the back catalog of... includes old movies and TV shows, new original content, and a catalog of classic comic books. So oh. maybe it will include that. Okay. I mean, probably cheaper in the long run just to buy those... The DVD set, but I mean, I mean, as long as they have new content and they approach it in a Netflix way, where um, you get the whole season all at once, and they hire competent people, because most of the Netflix stuff, had, as far as superhero Marvel stuff, has been pretty good. But how are they going to do their classic comic books? Are they going to do it like we're getting with Marvel, like an app? That would be cool. I mean, I'm sure everything's going to come in the app. I mean, are they, like, we get Marvel, where every month they keep putting new and new material up. Right. Because how many comic books do we get every, on there now? I don't know. I just know that that app is done right. That service is done right. So if DC basically just needs to rip off Marvel's everything that they're doing right now for the most part. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, I know there's other ways of getting the entire back catalog of DC Comics. <laughs> Which has been the only way to get them. Including release day. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, I, I, you know, I could not tell you the last time I downloaded a comic book. First off, the DC universe is basically dead to me until they reorient their writing. And Superman was the, good. Yeah, I mean, there's bits and pieces here and there that I like, but <sighs> the like with the Marvel, like I mean, look at the Star Wars run that's going on right now. Like they have a couple books, and they are pretty fucking good for the most part. So, you know, Nazi Captain America. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the last physical comic I bought was. Uh, it's been a couple years now. This is the longest. This is the longest run I've went without buying a comic. It's been like two or three years, I think. The last one I bought was Dark Knight Returns three. That's just because it was Dark Knight. I think the last one I bought was um, Alien Salvation hardcover comic. It was like ten dollars. It was just a a one off hard. Back edition comic book. I ended up with two of them by accident, and I meant to return the other one. And because I got it from Amazon, and it just never did, so I got one still in the wrapper, but yeah. decent enough. But but it was just cool. It was hardcover, and it was ten bucks. I was like, I'll do that. Oh no, I take that back. Last one I got was the um, it was either the thirtieth or the twenty fifth anniversary of this had to be the twenty fifth. 25th anniversary release of the Dark Horse um, Alien series, the six-issue series that started it all. And I got the smaller, bluer, purpler edition hardcover. But I got that for Christmas a couple years back. That was the last comic I got. But I guess we should cover this. The official synopsis for Titans. Titans follows young heroes across DC Universe as they come of age and find belonging and a gritty take on the classic Teen Titans franchise. Dick Grayson, Rachel Roth, a special young girl possessed by strange darkness, get embroiled in a conspiracy that could bring hell on Earth. Joining them along the way are the hot-headed Starfire and lovable Beast Boy. Together they become a surrogate family and team of heroes. A gritty take. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can tell by the picture it's more... Green Arrow. Yeah. Oh my God, is Robin going to be murdery? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, Green Arrow spent the whole season murdering everybody, and then they spent the next three like, hey, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Zack Snyder-ish, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's just one unoriginal photo, so... I have to see it. To go. Yeah, we have to see it in motion. Yeah, I gotta see it in motion. I gotta say, I gotta hear this guy deliver a line. His face looks fake, but I don't, know. I don't. I don't have high hopes because it's Robin for one. I mean, I like Robin because he's attached to Batman, but Robin is is one of those characters that it's hard for me to separate. <laughs> From reality, when I think about Robin, depends on which. Why does CPS not have? Why does Child Protective Services not have a warrant out for Batman's arrest? 
I don't know why they're going with Dick Grayson. Why are they going with this one? Yeah, and along with that, I mean, just look at him. Like, shouldn't he be in like Nightwing at this point? Yeah, this would be Tim Drake. Yeah, I mean, I like Nightwing though. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I love Nightwing. I I know they're not going to do the classic like '60s outfit, but I mean, this (laughs) this guy does not look like Dick Grayson. He should be Tim Drake. Yeah, he better have elf shoes. Right. So have this like badass looking take on the Robin armor, or like make it armor, but the Robin uniform, and then just leave like the 1962 fucking elf shoes. <laughs> have this like badass looking composite leather, a hodgepodge of just awesomeness, and then like felt green shoes. <laughs> you might as well put fucking bells on them. Okay, so. The deal between Disney and Fox has moved one step closer to being finalized as the Department of Justice has approved Disney's bid to acquire Fox properties. But Disney must sell off the 22 sports original networks that it would acquire in the deal. Department of Justice officials argue that anti-competitive issues would arise from Disney owning both ESPN and the Fox Sports Networks acquired from Fox. Fox has raised its bid to $71.3 billion. Disney has raised its bid. 71.3. So. So just sell it to fucking Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that will fix everything. Just sell Fox Sports to Warner Brothers and watch them fucking drop the ball. <laughs> and then there you go. ESPN's even more powerful. You don't have any antitrust laws being violated or uh, monopolies or anything. The problem solved. Yeah. Sell fucking Warner Brothers cut rate, cutthroat for price. How much is your sports package worth? Do you want ESPN that that much? You can have ESPN or you can have Fox. Which one do you want? Uh, I mean uh, ESPN. Uh, I mean it keeps going down. From the ratings keep dropping. So I would go ahead and drop ESPN and buy Fox, and but you're going to be making billions of dollars off of your. Marvel money. Yeah, I would just. I mean, if if I had to pick personally as a consumer, I don't like being preached at, no matter what I think, and I get that that gets a little old. But I don't know. ESPN's got a lot of college football. They've got UFC. I mean, they got a lot of stuff. But I mean, Fox Sports has sometimes runs programming that you don't. You don't see on ESPN. You'll get sometimes you'll get some different sports. I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I've had cable in a couple of years. I do remember like I would tune in the Fox Sports Bad a little. Yeah, I could watch like fucking Badman. I mean, I guess, but it was it high wasn't school. the same old, same old. Yeah, high school, even though it was a lot of the same old, same old. I mean, they still had like a Big Twelve. Um, I think Fox Sports has a contract for the Big Twelve, uh, not the network, but the Big Twelve football games that are not on the Big 12 network, things like that. So, I mean, 
there'll be the occasional maybe Texas game or Oklahoma game you catch on Fox Sports instead of the Big 12 network or something. Just depends on who they was playing, too. I mean, it had to be like a nobody for them to not be on the Big 12 network. But, I mean, there was there's some advantages to it. Back in the day, there was some different MMA fights and occasionally you'd see, like, kickboxing and stuff. But I think, I think I saw when I was on a business trip, um, the new thing that replaced K1 kickboxing was on ESPN2, I believe. It's called Gloria, if I'm not mistaken. I watched a few matches on that. So, I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong about ESPN. But it just seems to me like I could get a little more variety out of Fox Sports. But that's that's now dated from like three years ago when I still had cable, four years ago. But as a business, man, I don't see why you wouldn't keep ESPN. They've got a big brand built around it. Their ratings are dropping, but, I mean... It's a sports network. Put fucking sports on there, and the ratings will fix themselves. So far, it has. Yeah, I mean, it's there's just they've been embroiled in a bunch of stupid drama that you know some of the people that work there that have a voice on national television have created. So, but this is all regional crap, though. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Twenty two sports regional network. I mean, it's easy programming. Just hey, somebody having a baseball game. Throw it on there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Somebody would buy it. Somebody, that's easy money. Yeah. ESPN's a big brand. It's just, you know, I think some of the ratings dropped might be other available programming. Um, it could be waning interest in sports in general. I don't know. You'd have to see what, like, Fox Sports and, um, what was it, the one that used to have a bunch of stuff? Root? Might have been the channel. Self. Let's see what that stuff's like. But, I mean, isn't attendance down in some of these major sports, like the big money ones? Like NFL, NBA, I, I can't, I'm not sure about the baseball, but I, I'm pretty sure that the basketball and the, um, football at the very least, I know, has, has had decreased attendance. And I think the NBA has too, but I can't swear to it without looking it up right now. And Well, you could I really just don't care that much. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like basketball as a sport. I just lost interest in actually watching it like 10 years ago and I've never gotten it back, so whatever. Well, it's not the same. I mean, when we were yeah, like, teenagers, we had superstars. I mean, we had... Know, Magic and Jordan and <laughs> Barkley and everybody. Who matters? I hear all this bullshit about LeBron James, and I'm just like, whatever. I mean, Michael Jordan's king. LeBron James, your biggest accomplishment is you were compared to Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's your accomplishment, bro. He's he's a freaking team hopping. Whatever. He's awesome. He's amazing. He's one of the best that's ever played. He ain't Michael Jordan. He ain't Kobe Bryant. Speaking of Kobe Bryant, now he just signed like a hundred and fifty plus million dollar deal to go play for the Lakers. Yeah, go there and try to chase that dream too, bro. <laughs> Still ain't Kobe Bryant. According to Deadline, Jared Leto is set to hey, he, there's a typo there. Meltzer must wrote this. According to Deadline, Jared Leto is set to play the character Mobius in a Sony spinoff of the Spider-Man universe. 
Leto, who already plays one of the most popular comic characters of all time in DC's Joker, will now join the newest and smallest shared universe in Sony's, which includes Venom, starring Tom Hardy, to be released later this year, as well as another spinoff, Silver and Black. Wouldn't that sense have been a lot better if it would have said Jared Leto, who had a brief tenure as the Joker? <laughs> well, he's, that would have been a way better sense. He's um, he's still doing the uh, the other Joker film. Yeah, I know. It's just what I'm saying. It would have been That's, great if that sense would have read he had a brief tenure. Well, it would awesome. it would have been better written. Uh, Jared Leto, who screwed up the Joker, is also going to screw up Morbius. The yeah, that would work too. And in other news, Warner Brothers finally reached out to Paul and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Said, write this ship. You're the executive producers. Patch holes in his sinking ship. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to write a couple pet projects, and then we're going to fucking buy stacks of comic books and make the other writers read them. Fucking morons. So, um, I don't know. That picture, he kind of looks like Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> you underestimate first my when power. I saw the, yeah, first when I saw that picture, I thought it was fucking uh, Hayden Christensen. I was like, what the hell? Okay, somebody who doesn't screw things up too much. The upcoming Netflix show, TV show, The Witcher has begun casting. Yeah, I'll play that, dude. Uh, Sign me up. You gotta grow about 15 inches, but... Literally. How, how tall is Jared? Garrett. Huge, six, man. We'll just use, like, camera... We'll just use three. camera tricks. Camera tricks are fine. Oh, we're going to do what Tim Burton did with uh, Michael Keaton. This shoot up so he looks taller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, they did Hobbits too, man. So. I'm going to have to. I can play that one elf guy, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, they're still. No, you play. What's, what's Gerald's. Oh. Old lady's name. What's his? What's his girlfriend's name? Jennifer. It could be like those terrible readings we did because we didn't have females to read the 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 female parts in the scripts, <laughs> and we couldn't quit laughing long enough to finish. Yeah. Uh, they're still hitting. or saying that it's going to hit in 2020. So, but the uh, I mean, sounds cool to me. The Witcher showrunner Laura S. Hitchstrike, I guess, uh, put out a bunch of tweets, and um, essentially what she was saying is that, yeah, you're going to see some. Um, I just go ahead and write what she wrote. Um. It's Friday night in L.A., and it's been a serious great week here at Witcher. 
So let's talk casting. Yes, I said the magic word. Casting is starting soon. And no, I can't tell you who our top picks are, so don't ask. But there's something very important you need to know. Normally, when casting a show, the casting director pulls very character-specific scenes from the pilot script for actors' auditions. However, we're casting internationally, which means lots of emails and self-tapes. And because we know by now the internet keeps no secrets, the writing staff has insist has shoot has instead created entirely new scenes for our main characters. These are written to illustrate the precise tone, vibe, depth, and emotional reconnaissance we need from Geralt and friends. But voila, they are spoiler free for us, for you, which means if you start seeing Witcher scenes floating around the internet in the coming weeks, yes, they're probably real. But no, they won't give anything away as to the stories we're telling, or to the ways we're telling them. You're safe for now. And hells yes, his name is Jaskier. So, there you go. Well, I mean... Close enough to comic books that, you know, you gotta have a little bit of faith in Netflix. But the thing is, Marvel has a lot to do with Netflix's comic adaptations being good. So, do they have that same support structure and experience with, uh, what is it? What's the name of the company that? CD Project Red. Yeah, I mean, who's the writers? Who's the people in charge of the lore? All that stuff. I mean, clearly you're going to want to get some, well, I don't want to say clearly, but you probably want to get someone who's written a TV show before, but you still need to have the input from the guys that write this stuff for the games. Let them work together. But, I don't know. Most video game related uh, media that is not the actual video game is terrible. So, But maybe something episodic like this, they can fix that with. Yeah, well, the actual books are just little one-off stories, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know how they're doing this. And... Star Wars, new Lucasfilm strategy. Focus on one film at a time. No more experimenting with new directors. Yeah, it's Star Wars. They shouldn't have any problem getting um, proven directors to, to film their movies. People, I mean, most people are going to bend over backwards to get their name on one of those. For now. Okay, the source came from StarWars.net, so I'm just going to read it verbatim from Latina Review by Joseph Jammer Medina. Okay, it's starting here. It's good. StarWars.net corroborated by the news by surrounding the spinoffs and then went on to delve into a few other news details themselves. Among them is the studio's approach to their films. In recent years, they've been churning out these flicks one after another, with Solo coming out 
only five months after The Last Jedi. By and large, they were only a studio. They were a studio that only had a few projects going at once. Now it sounds like they were focused on one project at a time per medium. So with Star Wars 9, it's live action, film focus. Star Wars Resistance, in its animated TV focus. And John Favreau's series, in its live action TV focus. So does this mean they were only have one film in production at a time? It's now stated in a piece. But, if the spirit of this quote is that they will only have one film in active production at a time, then I can't see it any other way. If that's the case, what does this mean for the upcoming trilogy from Ryan Johnson and the new film series from Game of Thrones creators? That remains to be seen. Another big strategy has to do with its directors. Recent years saw them make an effort to gamble with younger directors like Josh Trank, Phil Lord, and Chris Miller, and Gareth Edwards. In each of these cases, Things fell through, and they each had to cancel the film together. Tank, or have some other, or have someone come in and shadow direct Edwards, or take over completely, Lord and Miller. Going forward, they will have to revert back to proven talent like J.J. Abrams, or quote prevent future chaos, drama, and firings. Production chaos, drama, and firings. Okay, so, da-da-da, Scott, I haven't heard of Star Wars. I, I mean, it's, 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 you have to try something different. I mean, when, I'm not saying that, okay, let's get it out here. Last Jedi was divisive amongst a lot of people. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Um, Solo was a better movie than it probably deserved to be. And, you know, so you've had four movies released since Disney started. And they probably shouldn't panic when one of those does not bring in the money the others did. But they definitely want to take a step back and say, we made a Star Wars movie that's going to top out at like $210 million. What's the fucking problem? You know? I mean, it's not to say the ship is sinking, but you've 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 broadsided something. You've you've run aground somewhere a little bit. So they need to figure they need to figure out if it's in just if it's solely in their marketing, or if it's backlash on Last Jedi's fucking autistic response to what you think a character would do in his intervening thirty years. Uh, you know, a big pop culture icon. Fuck him, right? And then. You know, just make sure that it's those things or a combination of those things and try to iron out what it is. But I would say too many, what's the, what's the, I can't remember what the phrase is, too many, too many, something in the, the fire. Too many irons in the fire? Too many irons in the fire, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that, it's hard to produce all of that at once. And frankly, there had to be some overlap between, um, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and Solo. Or had to be. Plus, Solo had an inflated budget, so that hurts its money a little bit because of losing directors and stuff like that. But yeah, they definitely need to try to identify what the problem is. Specifically, the real problem, whatever it may be or a combination of things it may be, 
or if there even is a problem. Well, I think there is, but you know, they, they're going to have to have a process. No, it's pretty And make sure they, before they went to Disney, you had the expanded universe. Everything made sense. Now they went to Disney and they got rid of everything. You got a problem. Yeah, it seemed like there was, there was, I mean, it's just, there was continuity. Everything made sense. Now you can't get anything working. And everybody's angry. And whatever contradictions there were to the Mountain Hill of fucking beans before, and now you're just like, I don't know. I mean, not even talking about the structural problems, just subjective, subjectively, I do hate what they did with Luke Skywalker. You know, but, fuck. That's that stings. It took if, if it wasn't for half the children, I would not have went and seen Solo. But my son wanted to see Solo really badly. Both of them did, so I went. But I, I mean, like I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, the trailer looked pretty good. But like, I never got really excited for Solo because I was just like, I'm not even going to go see it. And then I thought, well, maybe I will go see it. And then I kind of made my mind up now. Nah, I'll just wait till it comes out on DVD or something. And then my kids wanted to go see it. And I had a buddy that was kind of interested. So I ended up going and seeing it. But, I mean, Last Jedi run a freaking huge Star Wars nerd's interest in Star Wars. So. I don't see how any of these can really be a problem. I mean, like John Favreau's live action TV series. How could that be an issue with episode nine? Let Favreau go and do his thing and leave him alone. That might be part of the problem. Stop screwing with him. Yeah, you might be like, which I don't know if it's still an issue, but I mean, for how many years was it kind of a thing in the industry that Fox executives had their fingers in all the projects? You know, and Project suffered for it. I mean, not that AVP was ever going to be great, but like them getting in and making a big deal out of making sure it was a PG-13 picture. You know, stuff like that. Instead of just making it the best film they could make and, yeah. you know, taking what they can get, there's always a studio meddling, there's studio edits, studio cuts. Is that something that's going on with Star Wars? You have the right. Do you have people that maybe, with good intentions, are trying to have too much control over over it, or maybe they don't get the source material at all, and they're just producers that have got a, a hold of what's a pop culture, um, for lack of a better word, force in the West, and they don't really know what to do with it because they just don't understand it. The, the nerve that Star Wars hits with Americans. So, I don't know. And I might be completely off base on all this, but I just, I really think that they've dropped the ball with the main storyline. Oh, it's, it's kind of like... When Lucas was in charge, you had one guy overseeing everything. So you had a clear focus. Now, right. who, who's really in charge? It's kind of like WWE. You could have, even if you had the team of the greatest writers in the world, Vince could throw it all away. I mean, was the original trilogy just a perfect storm? 
I mean, is that, is it possible that was just a perfect storm and nobody's going to get it? I mean, he only wrote the first one. He didn't write the other ones, the other two. No, he didn't direct them either. No, he, he just told the story. He said, this is what I want. He did the story and somebody else wrote them. Oh, look at Irvin Kirshner. Yeah. I mean, look at his pedigree. It's fucking Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know he did something else. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But pretty much it's like, holy shit, he did Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Which is amazing. But what was his other films? Then he, I can't even think of them off the top of my head. But He went on to go, uh, didn't he? Raiders? Or was that after? That was after, wasn't it? He, he did. No, I think you're thinking of Lawrence Kasdan. No. Irvin Kirshner did something. I don't know if it was like fucking Robocop 3 or. <laughs> I mean, it was fucking terrible. Hold on a minute, I'll tell you. And I'm on his page now. But, you know, maybe it was just the perfect storm of. Yeah, he did Robocop 2. Jesus, he did Robocop 2 and Empire Strikes Back. Can you imagine if the internet had been a thing when Robocop 2 was in production? <laughs> oh my god, they got Irvin Kirshner. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> and then you've had like the internet meltdown would have been like the last Jedi meltdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, Robocop 2. Some Sequest. Yeah, guys, this is the guy that did um, Empire Strikes Back. That's all he really did that was worth a fuck. I'm not saying that some of these other movies weren't good. I've just never even heard of most of them. The Return of a Man Called Horse. I watched that when I was like fucking 10. I liked it, but I could never tell. I'm not sure. Never say never again. That's all right. Amazing stories. The episode about the hell to pay, whatever the fuck that is. So maybe that helps bring it in perspective. <laughs> a little bit. But I have heard the defense of Last Jedi lately on some of the message boards I frequent has been, well, the Empire Strikes Back was critically panned too. Yeah, but at least it made narrative fucking sense. Well, Lawrence Kasdan wrote like, it though. So that's the thing. Yeah, there was a there was a huge fucking change in tone from A New Hope to Empire Strikes Back. That was the biggest problem. You didn't have the big fantasy adventure. You had the heroes get their fucking asses kicked and it sucks for two hours and a half. And people didn't like that. But that's not why people dislike Last Jedi. Because Basically, it boils down to, outside of everything structurally, is the majority of people, I would, I'm assuming, this is an assumption, the majority of people that spent the last 30 fucking plus years thinking, man, Luke Skywalker is the fucking coolest shit on earth. Even Mark Hamill one day, when he was thinking about his career and how many fucking terrible movies he had made, had the realization, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> 
It's a great interview. I'd have to I'd have to find it where he talks about how he realized he should love Star Wars and that, you know, no matter where his career went after Star Wars, he's fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that's when he suck my dick. I'm yeah. Luke fucking Skywalker, bitch. That's when he wouldn't, yeah. what he wouldn't go to Comic Con and stuff like that. Then he realized I'm Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. fuck these motherfuckers. They would line up and suck his dick if he said to do it. So, you know, because he's Luke fucking Skywalker. He, I mean, but then you just made him a fucking pissed off old codger getting fucking six titty cum shots from fucking sea cows. Fuck off. <laughs> then you have Mark Hamill even doing interviews where he's kind of like, yeah, this fucking, uh, I don't know about this shit. But yeah, I mean, I, you just, if you grew up watching Star Wars, you're just gonna walk out going, what the fuck did they do? If you're someone that is newer to it, maybe it is your cup of tea. I don't know. I mean, I just expect Luke Skywalker to do something besides what he did, I guess. And there is an argument to be made, well, you just don't like that he didn't do what you wanted, which is true. There's a lot of other fucking bullshit in that movie that I hated too. So. I know there's this fucking guy on this YouTube channel that's also, like, making this huge push. Like, he's, like, this big driving force behind all this problems of Star Wars, like, trying to get it straightened out because he's bringing attention to it. And it's like, dude, you and your 60,000 fucking YouTube subscribers, which he has picked up a bunch lately because of these videos. I'm not going to name the guy. Because um, he's just using it all trying to build his channel and lying about that he's trying to build his channel. It's like, tell me you're trying to build your channel. I'm cool with that. Is it Dan's? We haven't ah, seen Dan in a while. Gamer. It's Geeks and Gamers <laughs> on YouTube. But That's dude, where Dan they, when they got the fucking box office receipts, they knew all they needed to know that there was a problem for Solo. They, they don't need this guy on YouTube talking to 60,000 fucking people out of 330 fucking million in just this country to think that he's had hardly any impact whatsoever. So... But yeah, I mean, people just get all up in arms about Star Wars, I guess. I mean, look at how much hate the prequels got. And at this point, because I think I think the Clone Wars cartoons sowed a lot of goodwill for the prequels. But, I mean, the prequels are hot, man. Like, the memes, they're almost always about the prequels. The uh-huh. fucking, the demand for, for prequel content in the new Battlefront 2 is big. Uh, and that's what they announced. You know, you're getting... Dooku, Anakin, Grievous, whatever, whoever, Obi-Wan. So, I mean, the, the, the prequels, yeah, they were what they were. They're never going to be considered great movies by any stretch. Um, but, I mean, the, no matter what they did in execution, they had a pretty straightforward story. may not have been executed very well, but it was a great fucking outline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing about the prequels that always catches me, and it does make me kind of think, man, what could have been? But at the same time, I'm, if you look at it just from the narrative alone, it's a pretty good story. It's just, like I said, the execution. You had the shitty dialogue, especially in Attack of the Clones. Good God. Uh-huh. You, know, you had 50 minutes of nothing going the fuck on in Phantom Menace, and then you had Anakin... I love her. I'm going to stab babies. You know, it's just like fucking 
Yeah. I mean, besides those elements, I mean, but when you, when you look at the scripts and the treatments and the filler content, like the comics and the cartoons and things like that, then you do have, hey man, his fall took a lot longer than, hey, I had a nightmare. So, I don't know. It's just, the biggest failure in Star Wars in the prequels was it needed the supplemental material to make it work. And that, that's a failure. If you can't take your two hours and 15 minutes and tell your story in that two hours and 15 minutes, then you have failed in your movie. So, and I think Last Jedi's got a lot of that problem. And now you have Carrie Fisher gone. I mean, what the fuck do you do now? It's not like you can do anything with Leia. I mean, I'm sure Mark Hamill's going to be back as a Force ghost. But I'm still keeping my fingers crossed out that he just teleported. Because if we're making up new fucking Force powers, fuck it. Let him teleport. He's Luke's fucking Skywalker. Suck his dick. Yeah, he can pretty Everything much do anything. on Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blood pressure's getting up. Well, that'd be the great fuck. Like the next, like, ep- like episode nine, like Luke Skywalker's just like, no, I force projected all of the Last Jedi. <laughs> Y'all thought this is what went down, Last Jedi, but you were fucking wrong. This is what's happened, and then you fucking get the real story, and it's Luke fucking leading legions of rebel troopers versus the fucking Empire version two, and teaching fucking Ray something about her fucking past. It's worthwhile that she uses to grow into a character that gets the abilities that the character needs in order to overcome the trials and tribulations ahead of that character. Yeah. You know, character development. Yeah, because she's a nobody. She's a nobody. It's all about becoming somebody, even though you're a nobody. Because you can be anything in this world. Reading Rainbow. That's right. It's... It's not that anybody was born better than anybody else like it used to be. It's all about everybody is on equal footing, which is just not fucking reality. Yeah. No, there's no Darwinism in Star Wars universe. No, no. (laughs) I got my last fucking ten seconds. (sighs) Well, in closing, let's talk about... uh, Passing a uh, big Van Vader. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, I blame from... Last Jedi for that shit too. <laughs> um, he takes the answer, but he couldn't take Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, he can take fighting. Cactus Jack, Sting, and, and Stan Hansen knocking his eyeball out. You can't take Ryan Johnson's depiction of... Yeah, Ryan Johnson stuck an RKO in his ass. <coughs> yeah. So, it's just out of fucking nowhere. But anyways, like on a serious note, yeah. Big Van Vader, because I can never just call him Vader hardly, because yeah. his WCW run is just mm-hmm. fucking awesome. But I remember... Man, I was like 11, maybe 12. I was probably 11. It's probably like 90, 91. I don't even know when the feud was really that hot. But it was hot when I got to see Big Van Vader wrestle Sting live. And, like, I can remember, I can remember other wrestlers being there that night. And Ric Flair didn't wrestle that night. 
for whatever reason. But I can't remember Jack's shit about their matches. <laughs> but I can remember Big Van Vader's match was staying. Like, I can remember a few of the beats from that. And that fucking powerbomb. Like, I know, <laughs> I know you're supposed to protect the other wrestler. But it was like, when Sting fucking hit the mat, I thought he fucking died. And, I mean, Vader pending. I mean, Big Van Vader put Sting down right there. I was like, holy shit. Couldn't fucking believe it. So, it was an awesome fucking match. I fucking love Big Van Vader. Vader was awesome. Um, he had a fucking awesome, awesome, awesome intro in WCW when he'd walk out to the fucking ring with that mask and the the air hissing and the steam and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vader, real name Leon White, a legendary big man wherever he went pro wrestling, has passed away at the age of 63. White's son wrote the following, I think this was on Twitter, uh, it is with a heavy heart to inform everyone that my father, Leon White, passed away Monday night, 6-18-18, at approximately 7.25 p.m. Around a month ago, my father was diagnosed with a severe case of pneumonia. He fought, I owe everybody a beer. He fought extremely hard and clinically was making progress. Unfortunately, on Monday night, his heart had enough and it was time. End quote. Uh, White underwent successful open heart surgery in March, but still had a long road to recovery ahead of him at that point. He was hospitalized again in April due to pneumonia, which he tweeted was downgraded to bronchitis. He underwent another surgery in May to repair an irregular heartbeat. Despite years of heart problems, White was active in the ring until 2017, and he had been vowing to make a comeback even after his open heart surgery. He briefly fainted after a match in Japan last year, but claimed it wasn't due to his health issues. White was a football player before starting his career, in the AWA, with incredible athleticism for his size, became a star in both Japan and the United States, wrestling for promotes like NJPW, AJPW, Pro Wrestling NOAA, WCW, and WWF slash E. He also appeared as a character on a few episodes of Boy Meets World back in the 1990s. You remember that. That's a big fucking deal. I was so excited. But, uh... but yeah, man. I mean, the fact that he made it to 63 as big as he was and as hard as he was on his body, it's fucking testament just how badass that guy was. Vader was all... <laughs> nothing, nothing compares to the fucking eyeball. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's almost like I'm Luke fucking Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vader. Suck my dick, bitches. There's nothing you can do about it. I think that match is yeah. on NJPW. I think that was, was a free match not too long ago on NJPW. They, Vader was working Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen popped him right in the eye. His eye popped out of the socket. Vader just pushed his eye back in the socket. <laughs> Kept the match going. Fuck <laughs> that. I'd have crawled out of the ring. And I would that, never have made it for Stan Hansen. And that it was, broke me. And knocked my eyeball out. That was a shoot. Yeah, and if you've never seen Stan Hansen and Vader in that match, you need to watch it. Yeah. It's a must-watch matches. It's a fucking stiff work. It's fucking great. That's too bad. going at it. Yeah. You don't even need the it's eyeball too- getting popped out. I mean... 
two legitimate badasses that just happen to be wrestlers. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> that's, the it's even better that's in Japan. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, you can't get any better than somebody getting their eye knocked out. No, that's that's still that's going to be one of the all time great stories in pro wrestling. Is the Stan Hansen Vader eye incident? Yeah, it's going to be like top five forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just had the I forgot what year. It's like twentieth or twenty fifth anniversary, maybe thirtieth. Uh, no, it's like twentieth anniversary of Vader getting not Vader, but mankind getting thrown off the hell in the cell. So yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, but yeah, man, getting your eye knocked out, still going. Vader was awesome. All right, um, ah, we'll be back eventually. Hey, one more thing. Oh yeah, the movies we've seen this year. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it can be just a quick. Hey, this is good or not good or just okay. So, I have seen eight movies in the theater. I saw one. Paul has seen one. <laughs> so anyways, looking at the list here, uh, Avengers, yay or nay? Uh, yay. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. Black Panther, have you seen it? Nope. Okay, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, have you seen it? No. It's okay. Don't go into it expecting the original Jurassic Park, but it's a pretty good dino flick. I mean, it's it's good. It's not great, but it, it's, I liked it. Um, I have not seen Deadpool 2 or Incredibles 2 or Ready Player 1. I'm looking at the list of 2018 box office. Um, Rampage. Have you seen Rampage? No. It was good. It was okay. It was okay. Good's a little too strong. It was okay. It's The Rock, so like I guess that qualifies it as good. That makes an okay movie good. Um, Solo, a Star Wars story. Have you seen it? No. That was good. Uh, Peter Rabbit. Have you seen Peter Rabbit? Never even heard of it. Yeah, well, they did it again, so it was okay. Um, it had some legitimately funny moments. Is that like the Velveteen Rabbit? He's, he's a little asshole it's still shit from this farmer and deserves to die. And the farmer ends up dying and it goes fucking south for him after that. Uh-huh. Alright, so, it's a, it's a modern take on classic tale. Uh-huh. That actually worked for the most part. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, no. Nope. You seen it? No. Nope. It really wasn't good. I mean, it had a couple good fights, but. For a movie about robots punching monsters, there was surprisingly little robots punching monsters. But there were some robots punching robots, which is nowhere near as interesting. Well, it's too expensive to have robots punching robots, so it shouldn't have just been animated. Yeah, they would have done better. Not having, um, um, fuck, what's his name? Del Toro. Del Toro. Not having Del Toro. Yeah, that really, Del Toro. I really hurt. So, and I'm looking at everything else um, that's released this year, and I think that's all I have seen. So I've already seen eight movies this year. But yeah, uh, Avengers good, Black Panther good, Avengers great, Black Panther great, Jurassic World, okay to good, Rampage, okay, Solo good, 
computer and I was located here. Pacific Rim. What the fuck was that? I was cleaning my screen. Oh. Okay, so anyways, dusty 7 out of 8 I would watch again. It's, dusty it's not bad. In here. I probably wouldn't waste time watching Pacific Rim again. Uh, wow, considering in fact you watched the first one like 18 times. That was the first one. Yeah, week. I've seen the first one at least a dozen times. So, but I do want to see Ready Player One and Incredibles 2 and Deadpool 2. Uh, I have I, not seen I've three yet. not heard good things about Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. I've just seen the trailers. Yeah, I've heard very bad things about Ready Player One. There was a Tomb Raider movie? Yes, they rebooted it. It's based on the new... Oh, okay, I remember now, yeah. $273 million. Huh. Interesting. Unless... So, Ocean's 8. There's another Ocean's movie? Yes, but I've not heard very good things about the new Tomb Raider. <clears throat> oh, Ocean's 8. Looks like it got... what? All females. I hate it automatically. No, I'm kidding. Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Rihanna, Helena, Bonham, Carter, I don't know anybody else. Three of those I can stomach. Oh, is is Tim Burton directing this? She's in this? Yeah, I mean, no, he didn't. Gary Ross. I like uh, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, and Helena Bonham Carter. I can't stand the rest of them. Oh, no sense of okay. I, I don't like her last few things she did, so I'm done. Alright then, so it's a 2018 year in review so far for the first six months. Okay, who's your Oscar winner there? Avengers? <laughs> Scott Paul show movie of the year. Oh, Avengers. The best, the best movie I've seen so far this year in the theater. Avenger? Is. Oh, it's a toss up between Avengers and Black Panther. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah, they didn't have the rock in it, so I'm going with Rampage. Fuck it. Ugh, Rampage, alright. You put fucking rock in Avengers, it's a fucking clear winner. <laughs> <laughs> you put him in Ocean's 8, that's the fucking movie of the year. Fuck it. Uh, no, I, I, I to say I probably. I, I would only. I think Black Panther is a better movie structurally, but you got to go for me. Thor sold Avengers, so yeah, emotionally you aren't going. Emotionally, I'm going with Avengers because Thor freaking got his due finally. Until they kill his ass in the next one. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, well, we already know that Peter Parker's coming back in the next film because yeah. they started talking about filming Homecoming 2, talking about Peter Parker. So we know it's, it's not it's, it's not going to be Miles Morales. So spoilers. Nope. Okay. Um, if you have any. Questions, comments, Scott and Paul show at gmail.com or, oh man, what's our Twitter? 
Scott Paul Show. Twitter. Uh, and we still got the club gimmick going on on Xbox. So let's look for Scott Paul Show. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Unless there's anything else you need to talk about. Nope. Nope, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye.